Welcome to the Consistency Corner Podcast, where we delve deep into the heart of content strategy, branding, and the art of simplifying your marketing approach. I'm your host, Ruthie Starrett, a Midwest native now soaking up the Florida sun and a proud mom of an energetic eight-year-old and the passionate force behind the Consistency Corner. Each episode will bring you actionable insights, unfiltered conversations on life as a mompreneur, and tips to elevate your brand with consistency. Whether you're a budding business owner or someone just eager to find clarity in the digital marketing maze, you found your corner. Join me as we navigate a path to success you can be consistent with and together bring out the brand sparkle so that you can make an impact and an income. Hey there, before we dive into today's episode, I've got something sparkly for you. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the constant need to post and engage on Instagram? Do you ever wish that you could just like step away from the daily grind and still leave a lasting impression? Or maybe you haven't been posting and you're letting that guilt weigh on you because you know, as a business owner, you can do better with your presence on social media. Well, then the done for you nine grid is a way to make your dream become a reality. What you'll get is a custom tailored Instagram strategy, beautifully designed squares, captivating captions, and the peace of mind knowing your profile tells your brand story perfectly. Whether you're preparing for a busy season or you just want to focus on other areas of your business, let me help you shine on Instagram without the hassle and overwhelm. Sound too good to be true? It's not. If you want in, grab the link in the show notes to learn more about the Done For You 9 Grid and fill out an application to book a call for your very own custom 9 Grid. All right, now let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Consistency Corner podcast. And one of the things that I have to tell y'all before we jump into today's topic is that I want to talk about batching for a second, batching your content. As a marketing strategist and content manager, I batch content for clients and often in my own business will batch content. But then sometimes there are seasons of not being able to batch content. And I'm, to be honest, I'm in one of those seasons right now. Um, The podcast, all of our guest episodes are recorded in advance, typically three, four weeks, if not even longer, like months in advance, just based upon my schedule, the guest schedule. You know, I'm pretty much always looking for guests that are interesting people that I'd like to talk to that I think would be beneficial and valuable for our podcast audience. And so those just kind of get recorded when they get recorded and I fill them in on the schedule. My solo episodes, I have every intention of batching and having this whole really strategic content plan. But as we ended 2023, and I made some decisions in my business in terms of the brand evolution and where we were going next and what we were doing and how I was going to protect and reevaluate and reallocate my time, my team's time. Um, Number one, I decided to do solo episodes every other week, sometimes even taking a week off if I have a guest episode I want to slot in. Um, But also I did not have my topics for the year or even Q1 or even January really mapped out, which is not like me, but it's because I'm in a season of evolution. And so mapping out six months worth of topics, even a quarter's worth of topics didn't make sense until I had some more clarity on where I wanted to go with the business, 
the podcast and the job of the podcast in my marketing ecosystem. So we're in the middle of that. Like we're in the thick of it behind the scenes. I am doing a ton of reflection and work around my brand, my ideal customer, my offers, language, messaging, the problems I solve, what makes my brand unique and special. And so I wanted to get clearer on that before I mapped out topics for the podcast. So in full transparency, like I wanted this week's episode to be a perspective shift or a pep talk for you, because even though like I don't have my topics all mapped out, I do kind of have some rolling themes that I want to do for my solo episodes. And recently, I was talking with a couple different people in my community, um, friends, colleagues, people in the marketing space, and even like my mentor and my husband and some different people I know. And this theme kept coming up of a topic that I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should talk about this on the podcast. So we're going to do it. So call this, you know, Unfiltered Friday, except it's not Friday, Thursday Thoughts, except it's not Thursday because we're doing episodes only on Monday. It's now because that's what makes sense in my business right now. But I want to talk about some things with y'all. And I'm going to wrap it up and tie a bow around it at the end of the episode of how this relates to my brand and why this is content that I wanted to go ahead and bring to the podcast. But I want to talk about valuing talent and paying people what they're worth in today's economy. And we're going to touch on capitalism, the gender pay gap, the patriarchy, and self-worth in the professional sphere, as well as brand values, which is really how it kind of ties back to the consistency corner in my brand. And, you know, when I think about my podcast, and we've talked a little bit about this here before, is that like the job of my podcast is to nurture and connect with and create relationships with my community. And if anybody listening to my podcast becomes a client, great, because you've listened to the podcast, you know who I am, you know what we are all about. And if you don't, that's okay too. You might be a friend. You might be somebody that I refer clients to. You might refer clients to me. You might be my mom. Actually, I don't think my mom listens. I think I've said that before here too. She doesn't know how to listen to podcasts, but that's besides the point. The point is when I think about my brand and your brand values, this is something that um, my good friend, Kelsey Curtis, who is a brand educator and lifestyle brand photographer teaches on is your ideal community not just your ideal client, because your ideal community is going to make up the people that you're going to spend time with. And you want to make sure that in your branding, you are attracting that ideal community and clients are a part of that community. And that you are quite honestly, repelling the people that are not ideal because you don't want to spend time with those people. They're energy suckers. And you don't have to be for everybody. That's the whole point of niching down is that you can give people what's really special about you without watering it down, trying to serve and make everybody happy. Because we all know that you can't make everybody happy. And also in terms of niching down, we've talked about this here before, is that when you talk to one person after you've niched down, other people will listen. And that's a good thing. But it makes it so much easier to get clear on who you're talking to in terms of your client, but also your community. So with that being said, like after we talk about this conversation today, if this vibes with you and you're like, yes, thank you for talking about that, please send me a DM over on Instagram and let me know it resonated because I want to have further like actual conversation, not just me talking to my computer (laughs) and you listening on your headphones or on your podcast app. So 
the topic that has come up around paying people what they are worth. So this kind of entered my sphere because I am thinking about and planning for hiring team members and growing the consistency corner so that I have more capacity. We as a team have more capacity to serve more clients. You know, I've really worked on my offer suite in terms of our director of marketing and implementation package, which is an ongoing retainer package where I give you the strategy, my team implements and gets it done for you. And then also our kind of like VIP day style projects where we do a nine grid for you, or we do content planning that you and your team can implement. And you have me in your back pocket for strategy, accountability, and feedback. So all of that being said, I know I am going to hire team members this year because there's a ceiling to the amount of work Ruthie can do. And ultimately, when I dreamed of starting this business, my number one personal why, my like w- one of the reasons I know I was put on this earth was to serve other busy working moms. And the way that I've grown to or like I've leaned into knowing that I meant to do that is helping them find a place of employment or a place to work where they can do work they love, work in their zone of genius in a flexible schedule that supports their own self-development and self-care and taking care of their families and pays them fairly. And so talking about this fair pay, here's how this kind of came up in my world. Um, I was listening to, over the summer, podcasts by a thought leader and marketer named Rachel K. Albers. It's called Her podcast is called Marketing Muckraking or Marketing Muckraker. I'm not exactly, I can't remember exactly. But she talks a lot about capitalism and it was really eye-opening and like thought-provoking and interesting. And she does a lot of deep diving on the history of marketing and branding and advertising and the capitalistic system that we live in today. And it was like super fascinating. And the point is, you know, her goal, her vision, I'm not going to speak for her, but like my interpretation of her vision and mission is like capitalism. Let's burn it down. There's a better way to do this. And she doesn't say that she necessarily has the answer for the right way to do it, but she's like, this isn't working and we got to figure something else out. And she actually has a cool exercise on her website. That's like a quiz of like the four types of change makers and which one are you and like her, what she feels her role in change making is to like shine a light, be the, the fire starter and the like, let's go kind of person. And so it really just kind of shifted my perspective thinking about capitalism in terms of the marketing space as a business owner who, you know, can benefit from capitalism, but also what it's doing to our society and our planet and our communities. And so knowing that like, there's a a big, there's a problem there. I'm not personally going to solve the problem by myself. I don't even feel called to try to solve the problem. I am the person who, and I don't remember the name of her like character or type in her little quiz, but I am the type of person that says, how can we work better within the system that we have? Like this is the system that we have today. So how can we work within it so that we can all do better so that we can pay people, people fairly. So one of like my brand values is that I am not going to go offshore and hire a VA just because they're offshore and hire a lower rate. And believe me, like I get hit up in the DMs all the time from people from all sorts of different countries talking about how they can do all these things for me and my business and that we can pay them like $5 an hour or $9 an hour. And I'm like, you know what? That just doesn't feel in alignment with my brand values to go pay somebody a rate 
that is significantly less what I would pay someone here in the United States just to save myself a couple bucks or more than a couple bucks. I mean, but just for my pure profit. And that's fine if that is something that works for you and your business. And I'm not saying that there aren't great, talented people in other countries. In fact, like I have friends who live in other countries, not people that work with me, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm not opposed to hiring someone in another country, but I would do that because they're the right person for the job, not because I can get them at a cheaper rate. But then I started thinking about like, well, what about the rates we pay people even in the United States? And this is where it's come up over the past few weeks and the conversations I've been having with friends is I'm seeing Facebook posts and LinkedIn posts and job posts for people who are like looking to add to their team. And I see a lot of like, oh, I'm hiring a marketing strategist or, ooh, we're hiring a senior marketer to our team. And you know, like that's me. So I click on it and I look at the things. And y'all, I am appalled at the rates. Professional, successful companies that I respect are wanting to pay senior level marketers. And I know that part of this actually comes from that like globalization and people in other countries saying, I can do this job for less. So then it's like, oh, okay, I want someone local because I want someone who can come to my my office or I want someone in my same time zone, but like, I'm going to pay you, yeah, more than I would pay the person in another country or offshore, but I'm not really going to pay you what you're actually worth. And there are so many things that play into that. And one of those is the gender pay gap. We all know that women make like 80% of what men make. I mean, I'm not, again, like a statistician or a historian, and I don't actually have anything pulled up here, but like we all know that this is like a cultural fact. We all know there's a gender gender pay gap. And one of the reasons I believe is that because women over the course of time have not been taught to negotiate and ask for more pay. And we have all of these like emotional reasons that we don't want to ask for more money. And then it goes into like, there's the whole idea of the patriarchy. And I don't know if y'all have read two books that I want to recommend if this like is vibing with you and resonating with you. Um, Number one is Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. So, so good. Either read the book or watch the documentary on Netflix. No, on Amazon Prime. I made my husband watch the documentary with me. It was so good. But it's about um, equity in the home in terms of like caring for children and caring for the home and how women so often take on the bulk of that work. And I know that happens in my house too, particularly since I started to own my own business and I work from home. My husband has a three hour a day commute, hour and a half both ways. I'm home all day. A lot of that home care stuff just falls on my shoulders naturally. But when you're a business owner, your brain is like, Ah, at capacity, especially when you're in that building stage of your business and probably beyond that, but your brain is at capacity. And so those like household domestic responsibilities, even though, yes, I have the time, quote unquote, I really don't have the time to do them, but like, it's easier for me to do some of those things because I'm working in my house versus my husband who is working on a construction site. I don't have the mental capacity to think about these things because I'm trying to build a business. And building a business is a lot of mental work. I mean, after like sitting and just planning and thinking and strategizing, that takes energy out of you. And so does all those household things. So, okay, 
like that was a sidetrack sidebar, but read fair play really good. I'll stay tuned because I'll come back and do um, a recap after my husband and I go through the fair play um, game, which is where you try to reevaluate and redistribute some of those household tasks. We're going to do that soon, but the patriarchy, and this is why I wanted to talk about my husband too, because I was talking to my husband about like the job posts and what I'm seeing people want to pay senior level marketers with significant experience, but they're not wanting to pay them rates that align with that. And my husband said to me, and I was telling him like how it like made me mad. And I said, you know, but it also makes me think about like as a business owner, when I am ready to bring on team members, making sure that I'm planning financially in my business to be able to pay my team what they're worth. And to charge appropriately and set rates for the work that we do as an agency for our clients to have those types of team members and that level of professionalism and again, pay them what they're worth. And so my husband says to me, I'm like, I'm not trying to put him on blast here. Okay. I'm going to like wrap it up and tell you that like, it's, this is not his fault. So he says to me, well, okay, I get that. Like, I get that you want to pay people more, um, and then I got oh, a sidebar. I like did some research because I was like, okay, you know, I'm seeing this job posting asking for a senior level marketer or not senior level, but like five to 10 years experience. So mid-range marketer experience. And they wanted to pay them 20 to $25 an hour. And I thought, okay, you know what? I want to do some research. I want to know what is the living wage in Florida? I live in Florida. So I'm going to look it up in Florida because I know, like I talk to people and we're like, oh my God, you can't afford to live here. Like the rent is out of control. How's housing, the housing prices in where we live have doubled over the last five years. I mean, it's ridiculous. We bought our house, I don't know, seven, eight, eight years ago, seven years ago. And everybody's like, oh, you could sell your house and make so much money and go where? Like every other house is just as expensive and has doubled in value. So it's expensive to live here. I think it's expensive to live everywhere. I only live in Florida, so I can't, I don't look at real estate prices and all the other stuff, other places, but it's expensive. We all know inflation is like eight, 9% last year. It's a lot. So, okay. So I looked up what is a living wage in Florida and what does a living wage technically even mean? I was like, I need to educate myself here. What does that mean? So a living wage is making enough money as a single person, no kids, no family, just you on your own, where you can pay your rent, you can pay for groceries, you can pay for your car, you can probably pay student loans because most people have them. You can have a little bit of discretionary income, disposable income to like have life and have fun. And you can save. And in Florida, okay, the number was $57,000 that a single person needed at least $57,000 in Florida per year to feel like they had a living wage. And so you tack on kids on top of that, like, okay, you need to make more. And even if you're a dual income household, if you've got kids, like the money just, it goes and goes and goes. It's out the door before you can even blink. So I thought, okay, I want to just break that down. What is that per hour? If you're working 40 hours a week, well, that's $33 an hour. And I was like, okay, so when I'm ready to hire somebody, I need to pay them at least $35 an hour, at least maybe more depending upon their level of professionalism and their experience and the skills that they bring to the table. And let's not even forget to talk about reliability 
dependability, communication, things that are like hard to measure and interview for, but like incredibly important. And once you find people that are good at those things, hang on to those people. So, okay. So I'm telling my husband all this and I'm like, okay, $33 an hour, like maybe more kind of depending upon skill level, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So getting back to that conversation. So he says, um, well, what if you found people to hire that are like a stay at home mom who like he, she doesn't really need the money and she just, she just wants to work. And I like blew up at him. I was like, no, you are promoting the patriarchy. Meaning let's just let that woman depend on a man instead of paying her what she's actually worth. And he was like, whoa, 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 don't come at me with the patriarchy. Like I didn't mean it. And I said, no, 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 Greg, like it's not your fault. Like you said that not because you're a jerk, but because you live in a culture that has taught you that that's okay. And that that's what we do. And in fact, he works in construction, nine, 90% of his peers their wives don't work because they do make a decent amount of money. And it doesn't matter if the spouse makes a decent amount of money or not. That doesn't mean that the woman's work is worth less. And in fact, as we get back into the like mindset piece of it and conversation, you know, for the community around understanding your worth. If as a woman, you've constantly been paid less than your worth because A, you don't know how to ask for more money and B, you have a husband or a family who is financially well off. So you don't quote unquote need the money. So you'll just accept less. That is only hurting all of us and the collective. And so it's important for us to understand those things culturally. And so as I was like getting on my soapbox, tell my friends about this different, this conversation with my husband and how it just like makes my blood boil because I keep seeing Business owners that I respect wanting to pay people way less than they're worth. And I don't know the ins and outs of their, the whys behind it. I don't know their financial situations. I don't know their business goals, quite honestly. But when I see those numbers, number one, I think it's important for us as women. And if you're a man listening to this, like shout out to you for being here for the conversation. But for us as women to have these conversations with each other to advocate for each other, that it's okay to ask the questions. It's okay to say, what am I worth? What have I invested in myself? I mean, I can tell you right now, like I've paid tens of thousands of dollars in mentorship on my own that I used in my career. And then that corporate experience I bring as a a business owner and agency owner. And I constantly am investing in education and development to continue to get better. And I bring everything that I learn to my clients. Plus there's the like, just skill set that you might have that other people don't have. So know your worth and be comfortable advocating for your worth. And if you don't know it, or you don't have a community that will support you, find mentorship and a community that will, because it's so important that we support each other, because I think that's a big difference in the leadership in men and women and the people that are ready to change the way we're doing things. And I'm not here to like bash dudes and say like men are bad. And in fact, um, as we're talking about the patriarchy, there's a great book I read a year or so ago called um, Patriarchy Stress Disorder by Valerie Rain, R-E-A-I-R-E-I-N, Valerie Rain, Rain, I don't know. The Patriarchy Stress Disorder, great book, super insightful. 
And, but these are things that like, again, I, when I became a mom, I knew that I was put on this earth to help other working moms. Like I just knew it. It was like a light bulb moment or like an aha moment. I don't know. It was like a deep seated purpose. And so when we talk about our purpose and our missions and our visions and our personal wise, I became a mom so that I could discover that purpose to help other moms because we got to help each other out. And so the way I'm doing it is in building a business and giving women an employment opportunity and then choosing to work with brands and companies that believe in the same thing, that believe in paying people what they're worth and retaining great people instead of thinking that people and teams are disposable. Because when we find great people, we want to make sure they know that they're appreciated and that they're taken care of. So if this episode like spoke to you, resonated with you, please reach out, send me a DM on Instagram. I want to have a conversation about it. I want to know that I'm not the only crazy one over here on my soapbox getting fired up and passionate about it. And you know, the reason I really chose to bring this topic to the podcast is because it's a perspective shift and it's a conversation that I want to have with my ideal community. An ideal community wants to like tie it back to marketing. Your ideal community is going to help you connect with your ideal clients and make the journey more fun. Like I said that in a recent episode that somebody on Instagram, I can't remember who. So if it was you, thank you. I'm sorry. I can't remember your name off the top of my head. But I said, the journey is more important than the destination because we spend more time in the journey. And then I saw somebody else recently say that, oh gosh, who was it? It might've been Mm, I, I can't remember, so I won't say, but somebody else riff off of that, that it's not about the journey or the destination, but it's about the company. So the ideal client, the ideal community, that's your company on the destination or on the journey to the destination. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for being part of my community and the company on my journey in this crazy life as a mom, business owner, and entrepreneur. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Consistency Corner podcast. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Consistency Corner for more marketing made easy, mindset tips, and behind the scenes of working mom life. If today's podcast was helpful, I'd love it if you would leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share a screenshot and tag me in stories so I can cheer you on and learn more about how to support you in building a brand that truly sparkles.